Welcome to Guerrilla Discipleship. My name's Kevin Baker. I get to be your host. I'm so great, uh, grateful that we get to join together again this week. Thanks for tuning in. We are constantly uh, wanting to do one thing, and that is uh, encourage you to be uh, taking steps forward in terms of disciple making. Well, maybe we want to do more than just encourage. We want to provide resources. We want to equip you but we really do want to encourage you. There's so much power in encouragement. And so many of us, in fact, uh, maybe all of us, need encouragement every single day. In fact, I wanna talk about supernatural encouragement. So let me tell you a little bit of a a story. There are uh, some folks that are going through the Disciple Making Movement training with Michelle and I right now. uh, we're at that uh, place. If you, you haven't done the training, that's okay. You can always sign up at some point to do it with us. But um, there's a, a place in the training where we talk about the Shema lifestyle. And Shema comes simply from um, the Hebrew word hear or listen out of Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9, where uh, in Mark 12, Jesus quotes this passage when someone asks him the greatest command. And Jesus says, Uh, Here's the greatest command. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Uh, And then he goes on and invites us to love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And and then, of course, to love our neighbor as ourself is the second and uh, greatest, second greatest command. So this idea of loving God is this Shema, that we are to listen to God, to hear God, But we don't just listen, we don't just hear, we don't just allow, you know, uh, wavelengths to hit our eardrums. It is an obey. We respond. Shema always means to respond. In fact, the Shema prayer is, um, continues to be prayed today by uh, faithful Jews once in the morning and once in the evening. This, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, and strength. Uh, that is foundational to uh, the the Jewish life and to our life as followers of of, uh, of Jesus. So anyway, we were going over that training, talking about a Shema lifestyle, which means that we're constantly looking to serve people. We're constantly looking, how can I be of use to God in serving people? Just like that's how Jesus did, right? He went around, he prayed for people, he healed people, he showed compassion to people, he met needs that he could meet or that they needed to have met. And he used those meeting and serving opportunities to open the door to conversation, to spiritual conversation. Woman at the well, time after time, we see Jesus using these moments to bring the kingdom into focus and open the door for conversation. So as a part of this training, what we do is we ask people after they've learned about the Shema lifestyle, Shema actions, which are uh, actions of, of service to others, and Shema statements, which direct them to God away from us. Uh, they tell the, the glory of God. They open the door to a spiritual conversation if people are interested. And so we say uh, to them, well, we'd like to ask you to try and practice three Shema actions this week before we get back together. That's the homework. Well, that was um, on Wednesday. And on Thursday, I got a text from one of the folks in the class. This is what he he said, and I I just want you to listen to this text. He said, I was just leaving a gas station, and a man, probably in his 70s, was getting out of his car and struggling a bit. 
I offered to help him, but he said he was okay. Then he asked me if I was a believer. I said, yes, sir, I am. He said this morning, our Lord Jesus told him that he would meet a man at the gas station today and that when he met him, that he was going to tell him, but that he was to tell him what's important to you is what's important to him. He loves you and you are his. Now, the, the text went on and said, not sure if that was an answer to your prayer last night, because here's the thing. We had been praying in the, um, in the meeting, in the training. He was struggling with, God, what is it you want me to do? What is it that you're inviting me to do? And I prayed for uh, them and, and for him and for that prayer. And then here this next day, as he's trying to practice Shema, the man doesn't need his help, but he says, this morning, the Lord Jesus told me that I was going to meet you and that I had this message for you. Now, that is New Testament miraculous stuff. And isn't it encouraging? I mean, it's almost, here's the thing that I want you to grab hold of. Don't you sit there going, well, that's just a coincidence. See, we want to excuse away these things because it shows how resistant we are to the miraculous intervention of God. We're afraid uh, we want the miraculous intervention of God, and we're afraid to believe in the miraculous intervention of God. But could it really be a coincidence that this guy that's in this training is struggling to understand and to get clarity around, God, is this what you want me to do? Is this where you are guiding me? And then in obedience to what God tells him to do through the training, he meets a man who says, hey, this morning in my prayer time, <clears throat> The Lord Jesus told me that I was going to meet uh, you today, and I have this message for you. Now, that is simply miraculous, and that's what I texted back. I said, this is simply a miraculous story. And I don't know about you, but hearing that story encourages my heart in so many different ways. And what I realize is that we all need supernatural encouragement. We need these kinds of encounters where we see that God is confirming for us that he's real, he's alive, he's well. This is what happened in the New Testament all the time. This is what they saw in the book of Acts. And God is the same today as he was yesterday and was back in the New Testament era. God is still in the business of confirming his reality to his children. All we need to do is to obey him and to be looking for what he's going to do to let God have us and to watch what he's going to do. But here's the thing. Here's why I'm sharing this with you today. You and I need to share these stories with one another because we need the encouragement. There are moments when I'm struggling, right? I'm thinking, God, I haven't seen much fruit. I'm not sure if I'm doing what you need me to do. Maybe I've, I'm off track a bit. Maybe I'm missing something. And then I need to hear a story from you that reminds me that it's all worth it, that we are in the, the battle that God wants us to be in, that we are being faithful to what God wants. We are built for encouragement, and God knows that. But God wants us not just to receive encouragement directly from him, but to receive encouragement through one another because it builds community with us. And so many of you probably have stories and you have discounted your stories. You've thought, well, it was no big deal. Or maybe like this particular instance, you even wrote it off and said, gosh, that was such a coincidence. That can't be real. But I want to tell you, as far as I'm concerned, 
That is an amazing movement of God in this man's life. That is an answer to prayer, not just uh, sometimes in the future. It was the next day in the morning as he began to try and look for faithful ways to live out a Shema lifestyle. And so I am blessed to hear this, and I needed to hear that. It encouraged me. What are the stories that you have? And sometimes our stories of failure are just as encouraging as our stories like this of God's intervention. Here's why. if Because I fail all the time. I, I get things wrong. I'm And I don't mean failure like I did something wrong. I mean, well, I tried to have a spiritual conversation and it didn't work. Or I was hopeful about a prayer and it didn't seem like it made any difference. Or I thought maybe I had encountered a person of peace, but it never went anywhere. You see, as I share those stories, I'm going to remind people who are also experiencing the exact same things that what you're going through is normal. And God invites us to persevere, to not grow weary in doing good. And so what are the stories that you need to share? I want to encourage you today If you do nothing else today, what's one story that you can share about either an amazing moment of God with God, a a failure in your trying to be obedient, that, and who is it that you could share it with? In fact, I would say this, just through texting, why not develop an encouragement team? Why not develop some people that you can say, hey, as I'm growing as a follower of Jesus and I'm trying to learn how to be obedient, Would you be willing to be my texting partner for encouragement that I can just tell you when things are going well and when things are really, when I'm struggling? And I would like for you to do the same thing as often as you want. Just text me about your walk with Christ and I'll text you about my walk with Christ and all the experiences that God's leading me into. And we'll share those knowing this, trusting this, that God is going to use them to encourage our hearts. That is exactly what the disciples, in fact, can I just tell you, I think that that's one of the primary reasons that we gather together as the church. It's not just to worship God, it's to share stories of encouragement with one another, to be together in saying, man, the the harvest is plentiful, but uh, sometimes the day in working in the harvest is hard. Sometimes uh, moments are not as fruitful and productive, and I just need to share that I'm I'm struggling right now with this, or I'm not sure what's going on. And listen and watch what God will do as we commit ourselves to be an encouragement, a supernatural encouragement. Who knows, but that the text that you send, even inviting a friend, hey, would you be willing to do this with me, might not be an exact answer to prayer for someone today, that they've been praying, God, I I just need some encouragement. I need a partner in ministry. I need somewhere and somehow to continue to to know that this is the path that you have me on. And what if your simple text today to another person saying, hey, would you be willing to share some stories with me just in texting so that we can mutually encourage one another? What if they come back and say, this text is an answer to prayer? This is the way God works. These are the miracles that God wants us to experience day by day. So I'm I'm inviting you today to trust God that as you pray through, who could I reach out to? Who could I text and just begin to be an encouragement to and, and ask if they would be an encouragement, a partner of encouragement with me? Watch what God does. 
This is how we make disciples. This is how we get in the game. This is how God blesses us as we walk in obedience together. Thank you so much for being a part of um, Guerrilla Discipleship. I've, uh, for those of you who know him, I've asked um, another one of our pastors here at Oakdale Church, Tim Parker, to start uh, having conversations with me on this podcast. So in a couple of weeks, Tim and I will be together and we're going to begin to talk together about some things because I, I think a conversation is always more enjoyable than just listening and watching me. Uh, and so I'm, I'm excited about what God has. And if you have a story to share and you'd like for me to share it here, or if you'd like to join me here for a conversation, I would love that. Simply email me at kbaker at oakdale.church and we'll work that out, whether it's over Zoom or we can get together uh, right here and, uh, and talk about what God is doing in your life. Thanks so much for being a disciple maker. Thanks so much for being interested in being a laborer, a worker, a servant in the kingdom of God. You and I have an amazing reward waiting for us. Simply these words, well done my good and faithful servant. Have a great day today. God bless you, and we will see you next week.